Hi, you're tuning into the All Things Self-Care Podcast. I am your host, Jacasia. Now, this podcast is to encourage you to embrace yourself, flaws and all, because ain't nobody perfect. I created this podcast for you to relate, express, feel love, feel accepted, and to be understood. Today's episode is a previous recording with Kiana Speaks podcast about owning your story. What it do, everyone? What's these scenes? How you going? I'm back after a second long hiatus, but I brought somebody with me. Today, I want to introduce you to my guest, Kay. Kay, welcome to Kiana Speaks. Let the people know a little bit about yourself. Hi, I am Kay. <laughs> um, man, I am a full-time employee, a grad student, and a single mom of two very energetic adventurous boys so as you can tell from that i am a multitasker i am motivated i am determined and i am happy now i can't promise you that every moment is what what um bouquets of flowers and sunshine rays of sunshine but i am very blessed that is a beautiful introduction of yourself, Miss Boy Mom, Miss Multitasking, Miss Queen. That is really exciting. And today I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because you're going to be talking to me about one of the pillars of this podcast, which is to own your story. One of the reasons why I created Kiana Speaks is because I realized that I was censoring myself. I was hiding behind the shadows and I wanted to hold myself accountable to show up for myself. And one of the best ways to do that for me was to share my life experiences, show up authentically, unadulteratedly myself. And at the end of each episode, I always wrap it up by saying, and remember to own your story. And I think today the listeners will finally get an opportunity to understand what that means in our discussion. So let me ask you, Kay, what does it mean to you to own your story? Oh, Kiana. So owning my story to me means just embracing, embracing and accepting my flaws, mm-hmm. um, accepting my mistakes, knowing that my mistakes do not define me, accepting all ap- opportunities for growth in all aspects of my life, um, and accountability. You know, knowing that I did something wrong, knowing that I could have done it another way. You know, just accepting everything and learning everything about me and becoming more aware of who I am, which helps me to accept and own my story. Perfect. What really started to uh, be a focus for me with owning, owning my story was realizing that many of us are hiding behind feelings of shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that sense of shame and guilt Sometimes it's something that we bring on to ourselves, but most of the time it's because somebody is reminding us of a mistake. It's like people talk a good game about redemption, but once you start to redeem yourself, they seem to want to remind you of the old address that you used to live at. And it's like, honey, I don't, I don't live there anymore. I've, I've elevated from that. Yes. And so I got to a place where it's like, okay, I'm on my own healing journey. I'm trying to promote other people healing. And in order to really free ourselves, and to allow ourselves to openly heal, we have to own our story. And much of what you said, the accountability, to uh, take accountability is to take accept, to make, you know, accept yourself and to move the hell on. 
And so that when people try to re-trigger you, you already know what's going on and you could just check it, dead it, and keep pushing and not fall back into that unhealthy habit of, oh, here I go shaming myself again. Here I go guilting myself. So next question is, how did you get to this point though? Like your definition is amazing, but how did you get there? Oh, determination. Like I said, I have two boys. One turned six yesterday and the other one is two year old, two years old. So I really don't have any time to soak and, you know, soak and cry and just be depressed about the mistakes I've made or, you know, I've embraced myself. I've um, continued and pushed myself to move forward because the main goal is to make my dreams a reality. Mm-hmm. And I cannot do that if I am stuck on the mistake I made five years ago or stuck on being in love with someone that was not for me mm-hmm. two years ago. You know, it's just, you have to get, I, well, I moved myself out of that position of being stuck mm-hmm. and, you know, moved into taking opportunities to accepting the mistakes, to accepting myself, you know, because for a while, you know, I would just be so depressed that in antisocial, I wouldn't go outside. I didn't want to meet any new people because I was stuck. But when I learned to accept myself and let go of the past and start working towards the future, I was like, okay, I'm owning this and I'm fixing to put this on my back and we fixing to go. Okay. You know, we need to move. I'm not going to sit here anymore. I'm not fixing to do, I don't want to do this anymore. I am up, I am going and that that's how I got to this point. I'm instead of moving forward I, because I want to move forward. You have to want to move forward. You have to want to do better. You have to want to know better. So you have to accept all challenges. That's a fact. And with being a parent, I'm not a mother yet. That's, you know, one of my prayers that I hope to experience. You know, Mm -hmm. one of the things we're going to get into is how did Odinar's story lead to us, you know, getting into the mental health field. So I won't get too in deep, too in depth with my point just yet. But part of me, you know, becoming a coach was because I realized that when you have one generation of hurt people that have not absolved their their pain, they push it onto the next generation. So mm-hmm. I want to, you know, support people in creating a generation of healed youth, healed future generations. Yeah. I don't want my children to say, man, I got to heal from mommy or feel like they have to heal from their father. And, you know, I know what it's like to feel like, man, I got to heal from my matriarch, my patriarch. Mm-hmm. And so you as a mom, you're like, look. I got to get myself together first and foremost for me, but I have two little ones that are learning how to cope, learning how to express themselves, learning how to, you know, deal with life. And who's to say that I might be, you know, traumatizing them or adding to some type of pain. So like you owning your story is helping you to show up in a healthy way for them. Mm -hmm. And so that leads to the next portion of this podcast is, how did you know only your story allow you to you know show up in the world meaning you you know we talked an email about your passion for mental health so can you explain you know that correlation yes so first off it allows me to show up in the world you know being out in the community expressing you know i'm no longer antisocial, so i can talk about like i'm sitting here like it took me a minute to respond back but i am here today i'm like okay Let's do this. We, we got to let somebody know we have to encourage other people. Mm-hmm. You know, so now the fact that I'm owning and accepting my story, 
I'm able to move. I'm able to get out there and help others and advise others, you know, mm-hmm. and, and encourage others and, you know, be a tool for others, be there for others. Um, embrace and hug and love on others because not everybody knows how to talk about what's going on in their lives. So with me, just my presence, because, you know, sometimes when I'm in people's presence, I know I bring peace because I am at peace. So I just want to be able to give and help someone else get there. And I'm in the process of doing that, you know, and this is why, because I've had, you know, on my journey to, on my journey to making my dreams a reality, I've encountered so much that could be detrimental to someone's mental health. Mm-hmm. And the only way that it did, the only way it didn't allow it to affect me is because I prayed. Mm-hmm. I prayed, I read my Bible, I reached out. I allowed myself to go through things instead of, you know, getting over it or masking things with, you know, stuff that we don't need to mask it with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I allowed myself to heal. I allowed myself to get through things, you know. Um, and that's very important to one's mental health because you have to go through it. You can't keep masking stuff or you'll be masking stuff forever. Mm -hmm. You know, five years, 10 years from now, you still stuck in, you know, 2010, you know, (laughs) it's just, it's, you have to want to do it. You have to allow yourself to do it. You just get the help. You know, I have a counselor. Um, I've recently started seeing a counselor. Of course, you know, there has, that is, it doesn't have to be anything wrong with you to seek out a counselor. Mm-hmm. If you just need to talk because you can't talk to the people around you, mm-hmm. get a counselor. Expressing and voicing things that are going on inside you helps you mentally. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, what I've gone through, I've always wanted to be a psychologist, you know, from childhood. And you know what made me want to be a psychologist? What? Eeyore. Really? Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yes. You know, Eeyore is always so sad. I'm like, I want to help him. You know, I want to make Eeyore smile. I want to help Eeyore be happy. You know, and so from that moment, I was a child. I've always wanted to be a psychologist, you know. And then as I got older and learned more and more, I'm like, okay, let's do clinical mental health counseling you know, which is a branch of psychology. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, you know, I can get out in this world and talk to these people, help these people. You know, I don't necessarily want to prescribe medication because I feel like once you just allow yourself to get through these things and let go of these things and, you know, just embrace who you are, Mm -hmm. you will be okay, you know? Not saying that some people don't need medication, but it's just not always the answer. Um, But I love mental health. I love it's self-care is a contributing factor to, you know, taking care of your mental health. Man, that was a mouthful, but that was beautifully articulated because I was really excited about doing this episode with you because we resonate so much about, you know, our journey to owning our story and how it has led us to, you know, have our own footing in the mental health field. I'm a coach, but I have an aspiration to become a therapist or a chaplain or as a kid, I want to be a motivational speaker. Um, 
But I tweeted, I can't remember if it was last year. I think it was last year I tweeted, you know, I've fallen and scraped my knees so that I can cushion your fall. And that's the beauty of owning your story because then you take your story and you're able to help someone else. So many people have shared something about their journey on the internet or in person. And I found myself in that and I found the motivation and the connection. And that's the beauty of not hiding behind our story because we never know who may feel seen, heard, validated, and can see the light at the end of the tunnel when we share our story. Now, I know on the internet, you know, it can be very, it can be, a, you know, a thin line with that because, you know, not everyone uses the internet in a healthy way. But, you know, for, for those of us who are able to find that, you know, that balance of telling a bit about ourselves, but not too much about ourselves, and, you know, just telling the parts that can really help a person, people have told me like, wow, you sharing that, it really helped me. I thought that I was over, but I see that, you know, you made it through. I know I can make it through. And so just like you, I'm like, okay, well, how can I go beyond being a podcaster? How can I go, you know, beyond being a coach and show up more for people? And I realized with my focus of, you know, generational trauma, at first I thought that was too big of a niche for me. But then I realized Mm -hmm. that as a person, I'm always trying to figure out the why, the root causes, something pointing back to mom and dad, grandparents, somebody, and saying, okay, this is the foundation. Now let's start mapping some solutions to that. And I've realized as a coach that most people don't approach their healing in the in the way that I do. And so by just showing up in certain people's lives, I'm able to just turn light bulbs on and to mm-hmm. help them to see that I don't have to, I don't have to um, go about things in you know a particular way where I'm doing avoidant coping. I don't have to, you know, refer to, you know, drugs and sex and things like that. Like, just like you said, I got to sit in this. I have Mm -hmm. to sit in this and work through it. I was reading a book called The Untethered Soul, and they were talking about energy, experiences, thoughts, all that being energy. And when you try to hold on to things, it gets stuck. Mm -hmm. Example that they gave was a guy was at the light and saw a blue Mustang. His girlfriend has a blue Mustang. He couldn't really see in the car, but he assumed it was her and saw there was a guy in there. Completely changed his emotional state in that moment, and it started to create issues between he and his girlfriend, and they eventually broke up. He was stuck in that heartache that each time he would see that blue Mustang, he would think about her. Instead of just taking the situation saying, hey, were you at the light? Was that you? And just her saying, no, that wasn't me, and just moving forward. He took a whole situation and created trauma and drama, and allowed himself to be stuck in that, that each time he sees that car, he's triggered. And so one thing I learned from that is not to hold on to things, release it, free the heart. So how are things going with your journey of becoming a psychologist? Like, you know, are you in school right now? Are you on the pursuit of, you know, looking for schools? Like, you know, how has that journey been to making your dreams come true? Well, right now I am in grad school. I am studying clinical mental health counseling. Cool. So okay. I'm going to do clinical mental health counseling first. And then I'm kind of, um, you know, we think about everything. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to be in debt, but I want to do psychology, mm-hmm. you know? So right now my focus, my goal is to be a clinical mental health counselor. Okay. Later down the line, I may go back to school and do, you know, to study psychology mm-hmm. and become a, a clinical psychologist. Um, but yes, I am in grad school. It is a journey. 
It is a cold heart journey. Um, but, you know, I'm learning so much. And I'm like, you know, it's it's not even difficult. Um, the only thing that can become stressful is the, the amount of reading we have. Okay. But because it's something that I'm passionate about, I'm just getting it done. I'm getting it done. You know, it's because I it's something that I want to do. You know, it's my passion. So it's not even, I'm not saying it's a cakewalk, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, it's it's not a train wreck, you know. It's, it's, it's good. Do you and find I, yourself taking the things that you're learning and applying that, not just in your life, but like when your friends or family come to vent to you or seek yes. help? Yeah. I diagnose people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I do. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like so much information, but so much good information, you know, it's, it's really good and you know i'm happy to be on this journey you know mm-hmm. for a while you know like we're going to go back to owning the story for a while you know we try to make ourselves perfect mm-hmm. for us or we try to make ourselves perfect you know to what to people's perception of us we try to make ourselves perfect in their eyes but honestly we don't have time for that we don't we are perfect just the way we are we don't have time to make ourselves perfect for ourselves you know because we're already perfect mm-hmm. you know we are just you're just what someone needs i'm what someone needs you are already a motivational speaker right you're technically already a motivational speaker you know you're exactly what this world needs already you know so <laughs> that's a fact I actually, one of my teachers actually tweeted, uh, we were in a class um, during Ramadan and he was talking about exactly what you said about perception and I tweeted his quote. He said, the perception you have about me in your mind is your responsibility, not mine. Mm -hmm. And if I upset you because I don't match the idea or perception you have of me in your mind, then sorry, not sorry. And when Mm -hmm. he said that, I thought about my people pleasing tendencies about me yes. constantly shape shifting shape shipping shifting yeah myself into the mold that you know people expect me to be and just how burdensome that is to not be mm-hmm. my true self and i'm in this interesting phase of life where you know i've been praying for so long for my discernment to tap in for me to finally listen to my inner voice and i feel my, my body will literally reject energies things outcomes and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing to be in that space because it's so freeing. I don't know. I no longer am that people pleasing Kiana that I used to be because I realize how you see me is not the same as how I see myself. And if I know that I'm showing up with the right intention, but I'm not meeting your definition, that's on you, boo. Yes. And so to sum all this up, guess what we both did? Owned our story. Yes, and turn our wounds into wisdom. Hello. Drop the mic. <laughs> that is, and one the one last thing I'll say about, you know, you being on your journey academically is that it's not a one-up that, you know, we have the awareness that we have the knowledge, but the beauty of having the awareness. Like for me, I haven't gone to school yet. You have, but I come into the game with some bit of knowledge and awareness and you do as well. And so what I want to convey to the listeners is that if you find yourself in a mental, emotional rut, 
you know, don't be in despair. It could be that you're on a journey of needing to establish accountability and mm -hmm. awareness that will help you open up more. Or it's time to start educating, asking yourself the whys, figuring out what's going on, reading up on some books, getting some mental health support, because with knowledge comes the ability to really actively heal, which you don't know, how can you, how can you start healing, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. uh, for the listeners who are challenged with owning their story, because you and I have both been on that journey and continue to be on that journey, what mm -hmm. is some advice that you would give them to, you know, really start to own their story? Well, I would say consistency is key. So be consistent and embracing who you are. You cannot expect anyone else to embrace you if you don't embrace you. You cannot expect anyone else to love you if you don't love you. And if you keep operating out of hurt, you're going to keep attracting hurt and you're going to continue to be in a cycle. So what you need to do is remove yourself from the cycle. You need to write down everything that you feel is stabbing you, poking at you, and you need to rip it up or burn it up or write on a glass plate and break it, but you need to release and let it go. Mm -hmm. Because you are going to attract what you feel inside. If you don't allow yourself to heal, you will continue to be stuck. Mm -hmm. So you have to let go. Let go and let God. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying let go and let God. I'm telling you, once you let go, you'll become more aware of who you are. Mm -hmm. You come to love yourself more, embracing yourself. And, you know, you're honestly not going to give a care what anyone else is what anyone else thinks or how anyone else perceives you mm -hmm. because to you once you let go and you allow yourself to heal you're going to know that you are it you're the one you know you rock you know it's all about you you're going to learn your worth you're going to be more aware of who you are you're going to love who you are you're going to know and learn and love your flaws and you're going to embrace accept all challenges and you know Make up, uh, make room for opportunities to grow and prosper. Yes. You know, but you cannot do this if you're working from an unhealed, hurt place. Mm -hmm. You need to allow yourself to heal. And there's nothing wrong with that. Cry, scream, kick, break a window, just as long as it's your window. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> just let it go. Go to a land of acres. You know, every morning... Or every evening, I'll take nature walks and I'll allow myself to de-stress and release. Just let go all of the insecurities, you know, the negative thoughts. I just, I release those. And like I said, I have three journals and I write in every single one of them because each one of them serves a purpose, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, you know, one is my, my dreams that I'm making into a reality. Another is, you know, filled with my insecurities that I am releasing, the negative thoughts, the things that are stabbing at me that I am releasing. And another one is for inspirational, motivational use. You know, I, and I like candles, you know, so do what you need to do to allow yourself to release and heal. Beautiful. The one thing that I would say is work on perception. You know, uh, I'm a faith-based person myself, and 
I have had to work on my perception of seeing that things that happen to me are happening. They're not happening to me. They're happening for me. I Mm -hmm. am on a journey and things are, you know, guiding me someplace. And so uh, what helps me to kind of flow and just accept things for how they are is to realize that this is not to break me. This is just to guide me in a different direction. Right. Yes, there have been instances where I was the victim. But it didn't mean that I took on the victim mentality and held myself stuck. I said, this happened to me. I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to grow from it. And it kind of goes into, are you going to survive? Or are you going to you know, survive and thrive? A lot of us are in survival mode, but just holding us stuck instead of you know, surviving and thriving. So I would say focus on the perception. Everything that Kay mentioned, especially journaling, I love to write. I love to write things down and then come back to it and see am I still in that place or my, 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 how I have, you know, truly gotten through that storm. Thank you for tuning into the Alting Self-Care Podcast. If you have any questions or comments or would simply like some advice, please reach out to me at altingselfcareandstuff at gmail.com. If you wish to be a guest on the show, reach out to me and let me know. I would love to have you.